Welcome to the John Lothian News Daily Update Podcast for January 24th, 2024. I am your host, John Lothian. This podcast is brought to you by John Lothian News. Thank you for joining us. Here are the hits and takes comments from today's JLN. I spoke yesterday with Daniel Coleman, who was featured in a recent Wall Street Journal story about the college of which he is president. Coleman, the former Getgo CEO and O'Connor and Associates alumnus, was one of the many industry executives who participated in the Ice Bucket Challenge nine years ago, and he was one of those featured in a compilation JLN put together of people getting ice water showered on them by family, friends, and or colleagues. What made the Coleman Ice Bucket Challenge unique was that he credited me with having challenged him as he accepted the industry-wide challenge I issued when I was hit with the ice water at a Boy Scout meeting. Coleman said he then challenged the CEO of Jeffries. Join the FIA for their 2023 annual ETD volume review webinar as they dive into the latest trends shaping the global exchange-traded derivatives markets. For the fifth consecutive year, trading volume is poised to reach record-breaking levels, and this session will explore the key factors driving this surge in volume and open interest across interest rates, equities, and commodity markets. Joseph Nahorai, the global co-head of Futures at Goldman Sachs, is the guest speaker. Hosted by Will Ackworth, Senior Vice President of Publications, Data, and Research at FIA, this discussion is scheduled for Wednesday, January 31st, 2024, from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. EST. Register with the link in today's newsletter. Market Vector Indexes Chief Executive Officer Stephen Schoenfeld's latest book, Mastering Crypto Assets, Investing in Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Beyond, has been published by Wiley Finance. He collaborated on the book with Martin Lineweber and George Willig. Schoenfeld said his goal was to provide a comprehensive and sophisticated guide designed to assist institutional investors financial advisors, and individuals in developing an optimal framework for seamlessly incorporating digital assets into conventional financial portfolios. Barron's reports that Alexander Hamilton's personal pocket pistols, previously part of the Metropolitan Museum of Arts collection, were recently sold at Christie's important Americana sale for a winning bid of $819,000. These pistols, originally estimated at around $500,000, were owned by the founding father, but were not the ones used in his fatal duel with Aaron Burr. The latter pair was sold to the Chase Manhattan Bank, now part of J.P. Morgan Chase, in 1930. Our most read stories from our previous edition of JLN Options were Options Traders Earn Quick 1000% on ADM Stock Plunge from Bloomberg via Yahoo Finance. Why Aren't There Options on the New Bitcoin ETFs Yet from The Wall Street Journal? And the world's most accurate economist told us his forecast for the U.S. 
2024, the biggest risks he's watching, and a trade to take advantage of from Business Insider. Subscribe to the free JLN Options newsletter with the link in today's JLN. Here are more stories from the first read section of today's JLN. Here's a press release from Vermiculus. Vermiculus delivers microservice-based Vericlear solution to OCC. Vermiculus Financial Technology, a global provider of clearing, trading, and CSD technology, has delivered a microservice-based solution built upon Vericlear, an elastically scalable, AI-powered, cloud-native, real-time risk system to the Options Clearing Corporation, known as OCC, the world's largest equity derivatives clearing organization. As part of OCC's ongoing development of its forthcoming platform, Ovation, OCC chose Vermiculous's modern and flexible solution with its superior microservices architecture that allows for deployment of a selection of microservices and applying changes on the fly. My comment. Vermiculous continues to deliver one microservice at a time. Here's a story from CBS News. The headline, Charles Osgood, veteran CBS newsman and longtime host of Sunday Morning, dies at 91. Award-winning journalist Charles Osgood, who anchored CBS Sunday Morning for 22 years and was host of the long-running radio program The Osgood File, died Tuesday at home in New Jersey. He was 91. The cause of his death was dementia, his family said. Osgood, a gifted news writer, poet, and author, spent 45 years at CBS News before retiring in September of 2016. Osgood began anchoring CBS Sunday morning in 1994. During his run on the show, it reached its highest ratings levels in three decades and three times earned the Daytime Emmy as Outstanding Morning Program. My comment. Another of the great CBS journalists we have lost. Here's a story from Bloomberg Opinion. The headline. Sports Illustrated's Strange Merger, also Trump's back and selling the Bitcoin ETF news. From Matt Levine. The Arena Group Holdings, Inc. is a small publicly traded media company that owns titles including The Street, Parade, and Men's Journal. Since 2019, it has also published Sports Illustrated, though it doesn't own it. The Sports Illustrated brand is owned by a thing called Authentic Brands Group, which acquired it in 2019 and then licensed it to Arena for 10 years. So Arena owns the magazine, it employs the people who write and publishes it, and runs its website. But Authentic owns the Sports Illustrated brand and its intellectual property, and Arena pays Authentic some rent for the rights to use the name. The rent is $15 million per year. My comment. Matt Levine does a great job of describing the mess Minoj Bargava created with his deals with the Arena Group's holding. Well worth the read. Here's another story, this one from Wired. The headline, How a 27-year-old codebreaker busted the myth of Bitcoin's anonymity. 
once drug dealers and money launderers saw cryptocurrency as perfectly untraceable. Then a grad student named Sarah Michaeljohn proved them all wrong and set the stage for a decade-long crackdown. Just over a decade ago, Bitcoin appeared to many of its adherents to be the crypto-anarchist holy grail, truly private digital cash for the internet. Satoshi Nakamoto, the cryptocurrency's mysterious and unidentifiable investor, had stated in an email introducing Bitcoin that participants can be anonymous, and the Silk Road dark web market seemed like living proof of that potential, enabling the sale of hundreds of millions of dollars in illegal drugs and other contraband for Bitcoin while flaunting its impunity from law enforcement. This is the story of the revelation in late 2013 that Bitcoin was, in fact, the opposite of untraceable, that is, blockchain would actually allow researchers, tech companies, and law enforcement to trace and identify users with even more transparency than the existing financial system. My comment. This is a fascinating story of someone who grew up doing puzzles and studying cryptography and was the right person to break the code of Bitcoin and did. Here are the top three stories from Tuesday's JLN. Our top story Tuesday was billionaire Howard Lutnick is taking on exchange giant CME from the Wall Street Journal. Second was BGC Group announces CFTC approval for FMX futures exchange from BGC. And third was OCC announces updates to board of directors from the OCC. Here are the top three stories from the lead section of today's JLN. The first story is from the Wall Street Journal. The headline, SPAC mania is dead. The SEC wants to keep it that way. New rules aim to make special purpose acquisition company deals more like traditional IPOs. The speculative mania in special purpose acquisition companies, better known as SPACs, appears to be dead. Gary Gensler wants to make sure it doesn't come back to life. The Securities and Exchange Commission, which Gensler chairs, is set to vote Wednesday to adopt rules that seek to make it clearer than before to SPAC investors if they are getting a raw bargain. Once the rules take effect in about five months, according to lawyers familiar with the deals, they will likely drive another nail into the coffin of a recent Wall Street fad fueled by market froth and regulatory arbitrage. Here's another story, this one from Bloomberg. The headline, Hong Kong is facing a repeat of 1998 Asian financial crisis. China's unwillingness to tackle its debt crisis is forcing rapid stock sell-offs people are worried. A year ago, Hong Kong's financial industry was hoping that a China reopening would unleash pent-up consumer demand and bring deals and prosperity to the city. There is no such illusion left. As the Hang Seng Index sell-off deepens, bankers and traders are preparing for the worst. This does not feel like 2008 when the global financial crisis hit, but 1998 in the midst of the Asian financial crisis. A few people who have been around long enough lamented to me recently. The late 1990s crisis started with Thailand, 
But if another one erupts, China will be its root cause and Hong Kong the epicenter. And then here's another story, this one from Bloomberg News. The headline, What's Behind a String of Scandals in Metals Trading? A succession of scandals has shaken metals markets and reawakened concerns about the fragility of warehousing and shipping networks that play a critical role in the industrial economy. The latest incidents ensnared some of the world's most prestigious trading houses and revealed shortcomings in the oversight of warehouses connected to the London Metal Exchange, the world's benchmark futures market for base metals. We're grateful for your attentive listening to the John Lothian News Daily Update. Please consider spreading the word about our podcast among your friends. Moreover, if you haven't done so already, we would greatly appreciate if you could spare a moment to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform on which you access this podcast. Your reviews play a crucial role in introducing our content to new listeners. Also, if you haven't yet subscribed to the daily John Lothian newsletter email, you can enjoy a complimentary 90-day trial by visiting johnlothiannews.com forward slash trial. Thank you for your valued support. Have a great day and stay safe and treat people the same way you want to be treated, with respect, equality, and justice. This has been John Lothian. Goodbye. This podcast has been produced by Andrew Lothian.